Okay, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how's it going? It's uh, it's Wednesday, I think. It is. It is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. And we're here to talk about comics. Since everything is pretty wild in the world, we might as well... Everything is awful right now. Yeah, we might as well do something that is now normal for us so we feel better, yes. right? Yes. So, you know, interact with us if you want. If not, let's chill too. But either way, hey Kyle, hey Rocha. Hi guys. We love you. And uh, you want to go first, my dude? Do you want to start? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, so I have uh, Dragon Age um, Blu-ray. This is issue number three. This is the last one in this little tiny series. Um, and this ties up the storyline of Fenris helping this little mage find her father, who is a Taventer mage. He basically owns a bunch of elves and uses them as slaves and stuff. Um, and Fenris is going around killing all of them um, because he is an elf who at one point was taken as a slave. Um, this issue has the origin of how he got the marks on his body, which I really enjoyed because in the games you only get the story of it, and even then it's, like, kind of brief. Like, yeah. he doesn't go into it because he doesn't like talking about it. Um, but you find out that, you know, it's to protect his family, um, which eventually in the games you find out that when he does have this, uh, ritual done on him, he loses his memory. So he does it to protect his family and then forgets who his family is. Oh, that's yeah. awful. It's very, his, <laughs> his story is very, very sad and tragic. But with that, you also discover that the markings on his body um, are being done to other elves. And they're being used essentially as bombs to destroy people who are against them and stuff. Um but it kind of feels like it's going to lead into another series, like another small one, okay. which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, it was very, very good. I, I have enjoyed every single Dragon Age series that I have read. Um, I believe they've all been done by the same person. Like right. written and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I know the art is always done by the same person and the cover art is always done by Sasha and Tang who I just love so much. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I'm going to keep going because I actually had quite a few comics this week. Um, this is also the last issue of this series. This is Heartbeat by Maria Lovett. This ties up the story of how our main character is pretty much just a bad person. All right. Um, the entire series, you kind of are led on thinking that she's being tricked into this whole weird like bloody sexual love affair with this guy who likes to drink blood from pretty girls okay and it's really her she's just just a bad person she's just evil she kills just because and then they decide to you know kill together all right yeah it's weird it's bloody i still don't really that's, under- that's a lot <laughs> yeah i just don't really like understand it i guess Eh. but it like the art was so good yeah the art is so good and I guess I mean I enjoyed it overall it's just I'm very confused on the point okay. I guess. <laughs> yeah it, it was just I don't know 
I feel like a, a lot more could have been done to make the the point of it more clear. But then again, it also is a story that was translated. So maybe in the original story, it made more sense, yeah. like the way it flows. But I mean, I love anything that Maria Lovett touches. So I liked it. <laughs> Alright, so then I have Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. This is issue number nine. I really don't want this book to end. <laughs> it was really, I read it one of my first books just because, you know, I was having a bad time yesterday. Uh, I did comprehend a little bit of it. <laughs> there were the little short peanut, op, uh, like, one-off little things, and one of them... I love when they do she's that. She's, like, building a guillotine in the back as they talk to, like, their brother who's, like, kind of just supposed to be like this rich dude who doesn't care about anyone else. <laughs> the little suit. Is <laughs> yeah, this suit is great and he's like talking about how he wanted to like give him dollars for bugs and Jimmy was like I just want the bugs. It was just really good. It sounds made, like something you would say. Yeah, no, maybe maybe that is why I <laughs> I like that part of the issue really well. There was also a really like pretty cute part where Jimmy Olsen is like being a spy. I don't know, it was as always, a really, really good time. Yeah, I love it. We still have a few issues left, so yeah, we still it's, have a while to enjoy it. It's true. And then I actually have Runaways. This is issue number 31. And this was my favorite issue, basically, in all of the Runaways issues I've read of Rainbow so far. Which I know that's like a weird thing to say, but the, I really liked this issue a lot. The Gibberim got to eat his, like, soul finally. Everybody, like, seemingly comes out okay. I don't know. There's just something really, like, heartfelt and cute about this issue that I really enjoyed. And it is a conclusion. It is a conclusion. It was Not a, to the series. No, just a story arc. Just a <laughs> and that was story a, arc. It was a really long story arc, but... It was, like, six issues, right? Yeah. Something like that. Or seven, something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was quite a bit. But in the end, Doc Justice got his because he is obviously a bad guy. And everybody came together to, like, defeat him. So it was cool. It was cool. I keep smelling Megatron's food, and I want chicken really bad. <laughs> I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we both have uh, red the mother. Red Mother. The, the Red, red mother. mother. I guess yeah. I've never said it like that. The Red Mother. So issue number four. Um... Our main character here is having Dinny with the uh, the guy that sent her the puzzle box, and he's uh, propositioning her, essentially, so, for more work. Yeah, it was, uh, she was just, like, way, calm, way, way too calm. <laughs> yeah, especially given the situation, but I think he was also one of those people, I don't know, when I was reading it, it's, he seemed like someone that I could relax around. Okay. Like, he had that kind of personality. So I get it, but at the same time, like, being an anxious fucking person, I would just be like, why why, why do you want me? How did you find my address? Why did you send me that heart? Like, yeah, like, there's so many questions to be asked, and she doesn't ask any of them. Yeah. It's just like, all right, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have dinner with this dude. It's totally chill and normal. Like, I don't think so. Especially, you know, when you're seeing shit as well. Right. Like, your boyfriend just disappeared. You're just, I don't know. It did seem kind of strange, but... I feel there's there's more to it. Yeah, there's definitely more to there's it. There's more to this guy as well. I think he has something to do with the, the weird cult. Yeah. I got dirty-ass fingerprints all over my comic. Because I can't stop touching my greasy face. 
I've been trying to, but I can't. It's a rough one. It's so, it's like, it's, okay. <laughs> okay, I'll keep going. Um, so after Red Mother, I had the Red Daughter. <laughs> um, so there's this new uh, line called AWA uh, Upshot. I assume it's just like mostly horror or like yeah. horror-esque stories. Um, so I picked up the, the first four that were released today. Um, this is one of them. This is a story about um, a woman down in Mexico who ratted on some gang members to the police. Um, they find out, you know, who she is and stuff, and they're chasing her. Uh, her and her boyfriend end up, like, escaping, and they are trying to cross the border, but they run into some problems, a.k.a. a white man named... What was his name? <laughs> you know me and my names. Uh, uh, it was... Okay, Colby. Well, Raymond Colby Benson III, but you can call me Colby. Uh, he's from Texas. That's why I did that accent. I don't know if that was a Texan accent or not, but he, he ends up, like... <laughs> Saving them from the, the group of bad guys that are trying to kill him. But I feel like he did it for a reason. Because he it's it's very ominous what happens. Because that's the second one. Like the cover of the second one. There's like an axe and like a gun. So he's taking them home to his family. And I feel like it's, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre type yeah, situation. Yeah, him. Yes. That is what it feels like to me. So I am going to continue... I think picking them up just because it's you know, each one is like four issues mm -hmm. long, so it's not too much. Yeah, and I I I don't know. It was entertaining, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, same with this one, which is Hotel. Mm -hmm. This is for the same line, four issues as well. However, I feel feel like Hotel, this is hell. yeah, yeah. <laughs> hell is just hell. all in red. Um, but I feel like this one's going to be an anthology. Okay. Um. The way that it's set up, because you have some guy who's like a narrator, uh, and he's saying, you know, like, oh, what happened to the woman in room one? There's four rooms in this hotel, four issues in this, and this one it focuses on just the woman who is pregnant, runs away from her abusive boyfriend, hun husband, guy, I'm not sure, but she keeps having these, like, insane dreams of her baby, like trying to help her like I don't know it's very very strange but then she keeps waking up with like blood on her and she can't figure out why um but yeah it's uh <laughs> I am going to keep reading this because despite the cheesiness of it I really enjoyed it um because I feel like the second one which is going to be this one clearly is this guy who's like hey I'm in room two you want to come hang out with me? And then, you know, this woman's like, I'm his wife, but he just looks shocked about it. <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, that's going to yeah. be the second story is like uh, him and his wife, who is very clearly supposed to be dead. That's what I got from it. So I don't know. I think they're very, they're very fun. You know, they're not necessarily like good, but they're, yeah. they're, they're enjoyable. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's good. Nice thing to lose yourself in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then I have Family Tree number five. This, uh, I guess, basically wraps up this story arc right now. I don't know if number six is attached to it. My bad. I saw. It doesn't tell me when it comes out. <laughs> but regardless, uh, through the last several issues, you've been watching uh, the young girl go through this transition of turning into a tree 
the whole time her brother is the narrator kind of talking about what's going on and how they were like kind of watching the end of the world happen. And basically this concludes like the beginning of the story and like how everything happens and transitions to what is going to happen. Like how the, how the future is kind of just like this weird post-apocalyptic world thing. I was going to try to make a post-apocalyptic. That was going to be my, my tree pun, but I didn't feel like it was very good. Uh, but I said it anyway, so you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's already been said out yeah, loud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really, I feel like it was a little like slow within the first like two issues, but after that it really kind of ramped up and I really loved, I really loved that conclusion and the, uh. <laughs> Are you booing my tree wow. mm. Rude. Uh, I really enjoyed like where this book has that potential to go. Kind of like that idea of, like, plants taking over the world. And, like, she just grew into, like, this giant tree. It's the prequel to The Happening. <laughs> but better. But, yeah, but better. <laughs> and then I have Bitterroot. This is issue number seven. And to be completely honest, I just need to reread this series and read this issue again. Because it just kind of gave you flashes from different time frames in the the bad guy's life and basically what like what drove him to be like this horrible mon like horrible grief monster and like what that actually really means because there is another character who has been infected and they thought they had cleared his cleared him, but he is still infected and uh just feels all of the grief of basically everyone. So. Okay. Which is, you know, driving him to be a monster. Right. So yeah, like I said, I just need to reread it because it was just like, I feel like there's a lot of information going on here and I'll have time. So. Yeah, so much time to read things <laughs> So now. much time to read things. And then next we both have Artemis and the Assassin. This is issue number one. This is, um... Oh, I didn't realize Phil Hester did the art for that. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, this is about a time-traveling assassin named Maya, and I just didn't really enjoy it. Which I, really sucks because it's the same writer who does The Butcher of Paris, which I did really enjoy. Yeah, so. same, same. I also, I don't know what I didn't like about it, but there's just something, maybe it felt like a little cliche, or like maybe my brain just wasn't in the right place when I read it, but I just did not. Yeah. Wasn't my cup of tea. The art, I think I really enjoyed the art though. Yeah, I didn't mind the art either. Um, and I didn't mind like the second half of the book. I just, I don't like the assassin. Yeah, I think, I think that it, was a, yeah. a, a feeling I had too. I just, I don't, I don't know, very uh, entitled. <laughs> Sorry, that's just, it's a weird thing to say about an assassin, but I just feel like that's the main reason I didn't like it. Like, yeah. I like the idea of an assassin going back in time and killing bad guys, like, I don't know. It, it was interesting, but I just didn't like the way it played out. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Alright, you want to talk about Archie? I guess. Okay, so this is... <laughs> Are you going to take this off your pole? Sleeve. I want this Katie Keene thing to be done with, because I want it to go back to the, the mystery of, you know, who killed... I can't even remember who it was. Melton's dad? 
Charles Melton, the guy who... Yeah, I think it was... That does sound right. Yeah, I can't... Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. But they just, like, they keep going into these storylines with women that I just... Well, I just don't understand the point of it because, like, the first half, like, what was it? Issues, like, 701 to, like, 706 or something like that. It was all one storyline, and then it's just everything that's been happening since then has nothing to do with that storyline, and I want... I want it back. <laughs> I don't understand why they're doing this to me. I want it back. So anyway. <laughs> I love that. Katie Keene and her sister, Sis, um, go to New York City uh, to potentially get a... Uh... <laughs> Patrick asked why you hate women. Because I am one. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. I'm just kidding. I love being a woman, especially right now. She goes to... I almost said Kansas City. She goes to New York City with, with the group, including Sabrina, um, to meet up with some sort of businessman to sell her clothing stuff to. Um, Archie's still really upset that she's getting all the attention. There it is. I just, I really just want to get back to the original storyline. Like, I don't care about who Archie has a crush on or who he's upset gets more attention. I want to know who murdered that dude's dad. <laughs> Why would they drop, like, an incredible murder mystery plot and then not even follow through with it? That's my complaint. That's it. I love women. <laughs> Do you want me to go or do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like you just jump back. Okay. Yeah. We got a couple. So this is Bang. This is issue number two. The first issue is all about a spy who finds out that there's more of his more of his story than he thinks, and like there's this whole underground of books and stories that he has lived his life, like the things he's done. And this issue is basically Die Hard on a train. <laughs> and it is absolutely, I love it so much. I am a huge, I mean, I love Die Hard, first of all. All of them. Even the last one where he, I. Die Another Day or something? No, wait, that's a James Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, die Harder? Now I can't remember what it's called because you keep saying stuff. If anybody has the name of the last Die Hard movie, just throw it our way so we don't seem Patrick, so dumb. Patrick, please, help us. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just love when he, like, ramps the police car into the helicopter. <laughs> Very good, Patrick. Uh, anyway, so I love this issue just because it is Die Hard, and then in the end, he gets picked up by the super spy, and the super spy is like, yo... I read your story already. This happened. This happened and this book came out two years ago. So. And that's my, my story about Bang. Okay. I don't hate women. <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. Uh, okay, so <laughs> yes. this is God, damn, every single time. Uh, this is Deceased Unkillables. This is issue number two. Um, 
I don't know. It's I don't. It's everything that you have already like read before, except it's yeah. just with the bad guys. It's uh pretty much Slade and Bane, all the bad guys, uh, teaming up with Gordon. Oh yes, Jim Gordon. Yeah, and you know, working to save the children in this uh like orphanage that they had found. Um. Is, is that Cassandra Kane? Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some pretty sick people in here. There's some really funny scenes. They the bad guys all like start warming up to the kids and the kids just love them and stuff and mm-hmm. so I don't know. They're all like working together as a group. I don't know. It's there's some funny parts in it and then then, you know, some people end up dying, of course. Um but Bane gets like destroyed, which I just <laughs> thought the whole scene was really funny to me because I love seeing Bane get slashed in the back. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, this is, if you read the first part of Deceased, this is exactly the same, but there's just some bad guys in it, instead of all the good guys, so. That's it. Alright. There's only one issue left, and then I have been told that there was a whole nother series coming yeah. out. Yeah, just like I said, I think it's only three issues. Okay. There was a really cool horror homage cover for it, which is why it, like, popped on my radar, because I was like, I don't want this book, but I want this cover. Right. I'll have to look that up then. Which, once again, that means I don't need that book. Right. But I want it. Just because of that cover. Just because of that cover. I get it. I get it. There have been plenty of times when I've wanted covers just because. Thanks, Patrick. You don't die either. Thank you. Uh, so then... <laughs> to get us out of talking about covers of comic books. He's but like, I gotta go, guys. Just, <laughs> just stay safe. Uh, this is Something is Killing the Children. This is issue number six. This is coming back from like a short break, the end of the last story arc. This was a really like strong showing from like the first issue back, because in the last issue, your main character, James, got shot, and this is basically him kind of just like remembering the night that his friends got killed. Which was that first issue, Which right? was the first issue, okay. so it kind of explains a little bit more of what was going on, a little bit more about, like, him as well, and then it goes also a little bit into, like, Erica's backstory in a very, like, vague way, and then, like, with the underground people that she is working with. She's the monster killer, right? She is the okay. monster killer. Okay. So, that's what that issue is about. I, if you love horror books, strongly suggest checking this one out. Okay. Lots of the the monsters. first trade is out. Yeah, the first trade is that, out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So order Thanks. it from your local comic book store. Please, please do that, especially in times like these <laughs> when you know you aren't able to go into most of them. Keep us in business. We need it. <laughs> um, so this is alienated. This is issue number two. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this was one of the books I read last night and my brain just was too scrambled to, like, comprehend. Okay, so, I will try to explain how I remember it, um, because I feel like I I have a pretty good idea of what's going on, but as I'm explaining it, we'll determine whether or not that's true. (laughs) Um, So, in the last issue, uh, we discovered that these three kids, all named Sam, were in the woods and they came across some sort of alien thing where they are now connected with their thoughts. Um, this alien thing happened to absorb, I guess. I'm just going to say absorb because you never know, like, what actually happens yeah. to the kid. Um, the, the bully at the school whose name is Leon. So in this issue, they're kind of dealing with the disappearance of him and whether or not this alien thing who they're able to carry around 
is actually dead or if he just became a part of the alien somehow because the alien is projecting Leon's thoughts onto the kids. Um, yeah, and they discovered okay. that... Yeah, they, they discover that with this alien, they can not only read each other's thoughts, but they can inject themselves into other people's thoughts and make them see things that they want them to see. Um, the, the new kid at school, Sam, he's the one who's been doing like video blogs and stuff, mm -hmm. trying to get people to think for themselves and not, you know, have the government do things for you, like blah, 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 that kind of stuff. He has discovered that he can put up a firewall essentially in his head to keep the other two from reading his thoughts. So he's a bit of a bad boy. Um, he's been doing some things that he probably shouldn't be doing. Um, but that's what I got from it. Yeah, no, I, I, you definitely did a better job of like, like, my, like I said, I read it and like, I feel like I grasped it, but mm -hmm. my brain just like didn't put it all together. So it was just like jumbled thoughts in my head. No, honestly, I'm surprised that I was able to get that much from it because I had the same problem. Like I had read it and I was like, cool book. But I don't feel like I actually... <laughs> like, I feel like that's what exactly what I did with everything I read last night. Like, yeah, that was yeah, whatever. This is a book. I I read words, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm glad that I was actually able to understand what was happening. Um, but, you know, with all of this going on, there is a police investigation happening because of the kids' disappearance. And they are all involved in it somehow, so... That's where that's going. Yeah, I'm just going to probably reread that today now that my brain's a little more clear. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go or you want to go? Fine. Okay, you go. Wait, how many do you have left? I've got this and then that. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. I'll do, I'll okay, do, okay. I'll do you a couple. Um, so here's more from that line. This is Arch, Archangel. <laughs> I, you know, you can say Arch or Arc. Either way, it's the same word. Um, this is Archangel number eight. Archangel. Um, but it's actually issue number one. It's just Arc. Number eight of the archangels in his story. Uh, sorry. <laughs> this was a weird one. Uh, this is, I assume, about a hitman. Um, it's it's weird because I didn't really get a lot of information from it. Okay. I just know that there's a hitman, some sort of ritualistic murder, um, and an angel. Right. <laughs> who has to do with the murders. Yeah. It's um, uh, it's very strange. Amazing. It's kind of uh, all over the place. He's, you know, the main character is looking for this guy, goes to a town, asks around, and they're like, oh, he's out in this cabin in the woods. Like, that's, we don't know, like, when he'll be there or how often he's there or where else he could be. He goes out there. There's, like, a whole group of people that are murdered. And then somehow, like, the angel number eight, archangel number eight, is involved with it. But... There's, like, no other explanation. There's, like, no yeah. backstory for this. I don't know. This is one I will not keep reading because I just didn't... I just didn't care for this one at all. Um, the, the only thing that I enjoyed was that page of everyone laid out in some sort of, like, yeah, that's ritualistic pretty, pretty page. shape. I don't know. That's the only thing that I cared about with this book. So I'm not... I won't continue reading that one. Um, sorry. Um, and then this one... <laughs> scared the shit out of me while I was reading it. This is The Resistance, number one of six. This it is did. about... I sat next to her as she did it. This is about a virus um, that has been released upon the world that acts as a flu, kills people, wipes out uh, the entire world pretty much within a matter of months. 
It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, this is like the aftermath of what happens. Uh, it explains like the flu is some sort of uh, a weird bioterrorism thing that was mm -hmm. released upon the world originated, you know, China. Um, it's bullshit. <laughs> But too much real life in this fantasy. Yeah, no, it was weird. Within the first couple pages, I was like, how did he write this, like, when he did? How did he not write this, like, yesterday? Um, but anyway, apparently, so the virus doesn't necessarily, like, die off. It just becomes dormant. So all the people that still carry the virus uh, end up with, like, powers. Which I'm honestly hoping that this is what happens. Because <laughs> it would be sick if, like... Everyone who had gotten sick had powers. That's yeah. a life I want to live. If, you're, if we're all going to lose our jobs, we might as well get superpowers out of it. I got to make money somehow. <laughs> if I'm not saving the world, what am I doing? I'm stealing. And killing bad guys. Uh, yeah. That's why we have to team up so I can keep you like... You're going to have to keep me in check because the second <laughs> I get too much power, I'm going to get out of control. Like, we have to do, like, cool, good things. Like, we're gonna have to we be... We have to do bad things that will, you know, be good. Be like Robin Hood. Yeah. Except, like... Badass. I was gonna say way gayer. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything gayer than Robin Hood. That's why I said way gayer. Because <laughs> I'm sure if anyone could do it, we could. A uh, challenge I will gladly take. I'm gonna steal from the rich and give to myself. <laughs> I'll, I mean, I'll share with other people too. I'm just saying, like, I need to, I need to take That's... care of me and my, my fam. We're gonna, okay. We're just we're gonna, gonna keep uh, going. Uh, I'm sorry. It's been a weird, <laughs> wacky week, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so this is X-ray Robot. This is issue number one. This book is awesome looking. I once again can't tell you if I understood what I read. It, I kept watching Always Sunny while reading this because my brain was real, like, sad. And then I was reading and I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then I just think I started reading words without taking in any information. I do just want to get the rest of it because I think it's only four issues, maybe five. That's not bad. And just because it looks cool. Yeah. Like, the art and colors are really great. Mm. My the all reds do great. Yeah, colors. they do great stuff. So, yeah, I'll let you know next time. Okay. I promise I'll keep everybody updated because I'll be able to finally read like a normal person now. Now that life has changed. Man, why do people from different states just keep blowing up your phone right now? I don't know. Maybe they want to like try to sell me something or mm -hmm. fix my computer. Mm -hmm. That would make sense. They want to get my money somehow. Your bank account. <laughs> Say, look, dude. There's a virus going around. We've all been laid off. <laughs> all right. I have uh, Black Stars Above. This is issue number five. This is the last one. Um, Yulali is in a town where she delivered the alien baby, and she discovers that the town is actually a cult um, who takes energy from the Black Stars, and that's how they continue living. Okay. She is not into that idea because it also involves killing the little alien thing that she took with her. 
Oh, the thing she likes. Yeah, she she has like an attachment to the thing because it's you know it's alive. It's it's a thing, and yeah. so she um, decides that the only thing that she can do is save the alien baby and destroy the town, which she does, and it's awesome. That's yeah, sick. Yeah, um, but it's a. I mean, for I really enjoyed this. I have discovered that I love Lonnie Nadler. Okay. I think that uh, everything that he has written so far, I've been super into. He did that Come Into Me series oh, yeah, like, yeah. a couple years ago. I loved that. It was gross and just really cool. <laughs> and this is not gross, but it's just really cool. So. All right. Yeah. It was only five issues, so not, I mean, I was going to say not a hard read, but there's a lot of words in it. Um, okay. So it is. It like is real dense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think that if you can get past, you know, that six pages of journal entries, then it's it's worth it. All right. I, I truly enjoyed it. All right. Well, then now next we both have Middle West. This is issue number 16. I feel like this is coming to an end. Yeah, I feel like at least like. At least the story arc, it feels like maybe, like, one, two more story arcs. I can see that. Just because, you know, he still still has to meet up with his dad, still mm -hmm. has to, like, get himself fixed. Quote, unquote. Sorry, wet mouth there for a second. <clears throat> uh, and this particular issue, they've been, the kid's been trying to steal things and trying to come up with a plan to escape their slavery for this farm mm -hmm. and they decide to enact their plan and it does not go the way they think it would necessarily. Mm -hmm. It kind of backfires on them. A little bit, yeah. And that's all I really want to say about it. Yeah, because you can't really say much um, without spoiling what's happening in yeah. the rest of the story, but pretty much Abel is taking charge. Yeah. Being, I badass yeah and I think he's I mean at least while he's awake he has like control over like all of his emotions and how he's been feeling and I think being with like these other kids who you know their lives ha were also not easy and who are willing to like come together to like you know over dire things right it really like calmed him down and like made him realize that like you know he's not the only one with pain and maybe that's just me reading into it a little too much no because that's how I did it too like having someone to relate to makes you feel not so alone and out of control and I don't know never having that in his life before other than his dad who reacts in a completely different way mm -hmm. I think that is really good for him despite the circumstances yeah <laughs> all right how do we want to do the X-Books? We both got different X-Books. Okay. So. Um, this is... I'll go... Uh, this is Oliver. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because I also read this in a state last night, so I don't, like... I oh, couldn't yes. really understand exactly what was going on. But the uh, group here, they are... I don't know. There's an introduction of the Starlight Citadel... I think is what it's called. <laughs> it has something to do with the Omniverse. Um, no, that's not a Starlight Citadel. Well, sh the Starlight Citadel. I got it right. <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, so if I know about it correctly, uh, Captain Britain is supposed to be able to have access to it, but for some reason Betsy cannot. So she's kind of struggling with that. And then... 
the Sat Saturni. I don't know how to say her name. I know who she is, but I don't know how to say her name. Um, she is like the leader of the Starlight Citadel or like the goddess or, or whatever. Uh, she <laughs> created like an alternate egg group of Excalibur. I gotta show you Gambit's little tiny little legs here. No. What a weird. Yeah. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So I kind of know what's going on, but I kind of don't. I know that it has something to do with like an alternate version of the Excalibur group and the Starlight Citadel and how Betsy is not allowed to get there, but she has a whole nother team. We'll figure it out. It'll come together at some point. Sorry, I'm not very good at explaining X-Books right now. Uh, all right, this is X-Force. This is issue number nine. I understood this one. Okay. Uh, so Domino has been resurrected. She doesn't remember any of her time that she was like under the knife. Okay. Which everybody thinks is weird because she was talking about how she wanted to remember those things. So then Beast, it all kind of starts out with them all hanging out at a bar and the Beast is like, hey, Wolverine, come do some shady shit. <laughs> I love that. And of course he's like, yeah, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's not what he says, but that's, you know, what happens. Right. So he sends a kid... Kid Omega, Domino, and Wolverine to some some oh, place. Some shady shit. The president presidential manor in Terra Verde to figure out what's going on. And Kid Omega tries to walk through the barrier and can't. And they figure out that there has been some sort of like invasive plant overtaking the whole manor and including the city around it. And they think, I don't know if they think it's black, like somehow it's in, involving Black Tom because of his connection with Krakoa and how he like doesn't want to like have Krakoa on like in his mind 24 seven and like having these feelings and like talking to him and like basically always being around. But that's, that's just my theory. Okay. Regardless, Beast is doing shady shit. <laughs> Yeah, beast. So cool. So that's my breakdown of X Force issue number nine. Be careful, dry hands. My hands are so fucking dry. So I just have one last thing. It's not really. I mean, it says comics and graphic novels, but it's just a book. <clears throat> um, this is notes on a case of melancholia or a little death. Um, this was written. I guess not even written. Like just drawn by what is his name? Nicholas Gurewich. Ger um, but it looks a lot like, uh, Edward Gorey stuff. It's just, it's a really, really, really cute story. Well, I wouldn't even say cute necessarily, uh, cause it is really dark, but it's a very well written story drawn really well. I just, I really, really enjoyed this. There's no words whatsoever. So it's, it's a story that's just through pictures, which I love when stories are like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's not. It's basically about um, being alive and then dying. Well, life. Yeah, just life. Um, but through the eyes of the Grim Reaper's therapist. So <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I only got it because they were like, "Oh, it looks like Edward Gorey art," and I love Edward Gorey. So that's and it, it. And it came through on you. 
It did, yeah. I was very pleased. Good. Yeah. Because normally, anytime I get like just a regular book where they just say like, oh, it's like this and this, I get it because I get excited, and then it's just kind of bullshit. Yeah. But no, this, I really, really enjoyed it. Oh, my hands. All right. I think that's that's it. That's all we've got. So, you know, we don't know what's happening in the future. Everything's changing day by day. So we'll post our picks and polls today. Hopefully we'll be able to get our books next week. But otherwise, if not, you know, maybe we'll try to make some other sort of content since we've already been in each other's bubbles. Well, keep you updated <laughs> because if anything happens, we will be quarantined together. <laughs> Because we are together every day. Yeah, so joke's on us. Yep. And this is what happens when you have friends. <laughs> anyway, um, we're giving you, we're wishing you all well. We hope everybody's doing all right. If you can, you know, shoot us a message. Tell us what you're reading. We'll tell you what we're reading. And maybe now that it's life's kind of normal, not normal, we'll be able to focus when we read. Maybe. We'll see. But thank you as always. We love you. Go buy comics if you can. If not, read some digitally. Do what you can. Yes. All right. Support people. Bye. Bye.